This is Paul Lam, and you're listening to the Path of Just Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you unleash the beast from within so you can fearlessly pursue your own path and passion. Join me on this weekly journey filled with inspiring stories and actionable contents. Become a Path Hunter today. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Path Hunters Podcast. Paul Lam is in the house here. Hope you guys are all doing great today. You know, quick shout out to all you amazing Path Hunters to show up every week. Again, it means a lot to me that you take the time to listen to every single interviews and and different concepts and hearing me out and listening. And, and it's my job to interview amazing entrepreneurs from different industries, digital nomads who are just living life on their own and purpose and just just going out and just doing their thing, not conforming to the corporate nine to five grind. And it's all all about that. I love that so much. And if you're a Path Hunter who's just finding me for the first time, welcome to the Path Hunters podcast. And it is a podcast where I interview amazing entrepreneurs, digital nomads, and creators on their purpose, their journey, their their process, their struggles, and hearing all about these concepts. So that way, I bring it to you. So that way, it's my job to show you that you can do it as well too. Just takes grit, guts, and you know, passion, and going after the things that you want, and just risking it all. So again. That has changed a lot over time, though, the Path Hunters podcast, but it still remains the same. Everybody has the same value. The value is that, you know, not conforming to the corporate nine to five grind and, and again, showing up and just betting on yourself. And it's all the same elements all involved here. So, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode because today we have my friend Kay Fabella in the house. Kay reached out to me and I really loved her approach because she was like a longtime listener and she's told me what she's learned and she's telling me what she does and everything like that. She's a storyteller she's a business strategist and she's helping you know driven purpose-driven entrepreneurs to pivot with purpose and connect with their tribe their people and the people that they serve and she's been featured on Huffington Post and just different other places as well too and I really enjoyed this conversation because I wanted to bring on more female perspective female entrepreneurs and people who are just you know in different parts of the world in different industries and then just hear about you know their struggles and their their wins and going after you know their life and building it on their own terms I love that and Kay literally embodies that 100%. So it was an honor and I was so thankful and grateful that she reached out. And then, I, you know, like I said, I said, Yes, just jump on, let's do this. And guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Kay Fabella. <laughs> have an awesome guest here today, Kay Fabella in the house, storyteller, business strategist. You know, Kay, Kay, what's going on? Like, what's what's new? (laughs) (laughs) Well, God, it depends on the day. Um, But first of all, thanks for having me, Paul. It's been, I've been following you for a bit and it was, I reached out because I loved what you were doing and I'm excited to be here. And yeah, I mean, things are good. Just chilling. Happy to be here. I love that because, like, you know, it's funny because, like, I get a lot of emails in terms of, like, hey, like, you know what, like, what's going on and stuff like that. But the thing is, like, what really stuck out about your email was that, you know, you mentioned that, you know, your one of my episodes that really impacted you was that the micro goals aspect of it. And I love that because, like, it just, like, really touches me. And you just, to me, you did, you did, like, the right way. It's like, it's like, I get so many emails where, like, hey, you know what, here's, um, so and so, uh, qualifications and here's, uh, you know, can I be on your show? And I was like, Ugh, you know what that does, doesn't jive with me the thing is but like i just like i looked at your content i was like looking at i was like the email I'm like wow i need to have her on so Fantastic. welcome well it's an honor to be here i'm so so stoked <laughs> i love it okay 
I'm going to give you the steering wheel for a little bit, just a little bit. I'm just kidding. And then uh, just to drive and just to let the audience know that, you know, who you are, what you do, because um, and then we just talk a little bit off record about like, you know, your your past, your upbringing and everything like that. And I want to dive into all of that because it's relevant. It's fun. It's cool. Absolutely. Well, so I'm Kay Fabella. I'm the story finder for Pivoting Entrepreneurs. And basically what I do is I help people who are looking to rebrand or upgrade their business quickly because they're starting to see traction, but maybe, you know, they've outgrown their audience or their mission has changed or they have new talents and passions they want to kind of infuse or explore. Um, And they want to get to that next level. But really, it's about before throwing money at oh, I need a new logo, or I need to upgrade my website. It's getting really clear on who you are and what your new story is. So that's what I help you do is I guide you with finding those questions. Some people have called me like a business therapist, (laughs) Um, basically helping you figure out what's that new message that you need to define to upgrade your story and up-level your business and attract the people that you're actually meant to serve. So that's what I do. And I also, as of last year, as of 2017, I founded or co-founded Brand in a Bottle, which is my branding and web design agency that I run with two Spanish business partners. And we'll get into my whole story in a bit. Um, But we are running that. So basically, there's a graphic designer, a web designer, and me. And we were all referring people to each other constantly. And we thought, why don't we just make it a one-stop shop for people and just have somebody go through that whole process? So I operate both of those businesses. And I'm obviously not from here, but I'm based in Madrid, Spain. Uh, originally from Los Angeles, California. And yeah, basically my life is Spanglish in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You know, it's, it's so interesting to, to hear your story because, you know, like I said, we were chatting off record about your journey and stuff like that. You, how you much you appreciate your parents for being in Spain. And then you're, you're in the States for a little while. And then you decided to move over to, you know, Spain permanently and stuff. And it's, it's like, you know, I, I really glossed over it, but like, I just want to hear, your thoughts on what that was because like you're you come from a filipino background and it's so cool because you know like it's just so wonderful because you appreciate where your parents came from but on top of that that never really that it was just an extra add-on to who you are right now Absolutely. It's funny because I was actually thinking of 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 that you know before we were getting on the on the call and I was like why did I become a storyteller and I realized <laughs> I was actually a storyteller from a young age because, you know, as a minority, as an Asian American growing up in California, you would always get that follow up question of like, no, but where are you really from? (laughs) And, And I think for a long time, it used to really frustrate me because I was like, oh, that's discrimination. That's this, that's that, the other. But then I realized it's actually an opportunity for somebody who's genuinely curious, especially you're on a playground, like you're six or seven. And it was liberal Los Angeles, California. Nobody was judging me based on being a minority. They just thought, it was a fun guessing game of like, what kind of Asian are you? Yeah. You know, and and it became an opportunity for me to to share um, my story, and by so doing, expanding the person's worldview of like, oh, I didn't know that you know Filipinos uh, don't eat with chopsticks or things like that, yeah. or um, or that you know that you know, you could be an Asian looking person and speak perfect English. And so that also translated with me here as I moved to Spain, because I, as I was saying off the record before, I had studied abroad here, fell in love with it in undergrad, loved the fact that I was like, oh my gosh, I can drink in the streets. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was just such a warm and inviting culture. And Spanish was a language that you grow up hearing a lot in California. And I'd studied my whole life as somebody who was specializing in economics and international relations in undergrad. And you needed a foreign language. I was like, I'll just stick with Spanish because I already know 
I already know it, I said. And then I came to Spain, I was like, I do not know anything <laughs> at all. Um, and then I, I loved it. I you know, graduated from college in the US. I had my first job, realized it wasn't for me. And there was a part of me that I think when you grow up as the child of immigrants, you just know inherently that the world is bigger and that there's more to explore. Because, you know, my parents will always tell us stories of them growing up in the Philippines. Um, we grew up in, obviously, L.A., so there's a ton of diversity. And so you're hearing different ver variations on that immigrant story. And I was like, I kind of want that for myself. I want to, um, before digital nomad was like a term, I want to kind of explore what's out there. And so I thought, well, let's start in Spain because that felt good to me. And that was back in 2010. And I met my now husband my first year here. And I've been here ever since. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And, you know, and that's an amazing story because like the fact is like, like I said, you remember, you know, the stories that your family has, you know, lived through really, right? Because like a lot of first generation, you know, Americans, Canadians, everything like me and yourself as well. Like we grew up with this foundation, right? They struggled for my parents. Like they struggled hardcore. Like they, my mom was telling me stories how like they were just trying to live off of like three or four people off like $50 a month. And, and it was just, it was just it hurts. It hurts. It just pulls, it pulls at the heartstrings. But then you, it becomes a part of you. It come, becomes almost a reason to drive to like, hey, you know what? This is why I do what I do. Absolutely. I think there's an innate hunger that comes from being an immigrant or, you know, expat or whatever you want to call it. Um, I know my dad, for example, used to tell me stories of when he was growing up and, you know, he had to share a bread with his younger brother back in the Philippines. And, the, you know, with typhoon season, their their house would always flood. They had to make a dozen eggs last between eight people for a week. Um, my mom's similar situation, slightly better economic status, but like her dad had to leave. He was working in Guam in Saudi Arabia to send money back because remittances are a huge thing yeah. for the Philippine economy um, and had to leave the country to be able to look for opportunity that she just wasn't going to be able to get where she was. And so I'm starting to see as an adult, I mean, obviously I'm in a more privileged situation because my passport's blue, yes. um, you know, but I think you're still seeing like, you know, different language, different culture, having to adapt, you know, you know, understand where other people are coming from, have to have like a whole new level of self-awareness and empathy for other people who may not necessarily understand your way of thinking or your situation or the fact that you know, there are going to be days you're tired and you're going to screw up when you say this thing wrong and it could be taken the wrong way. So you have to be a little bit more on. And I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how much, you know, I owed to my parents and how much my life now is currently paralleling that. And I just, you know, I'm super grateful for them already. But now every so often I'll just call them, you know, almost in tears, like, I love you guys so much. <laughs> you have no idea. I appreciate you more as an adult and everything you're doing. And I think it's that same hunger that I've inherited for not just, you know, moving up in life, but also what can I do to make myself better and kind of almost in a way pay back what they did for me so that I could get to this level and how can I push it forward for other people in that same way. So yeah, I think there's so many layers to being an immigrant and so many layers to just kind of that story of what we inherit as second generation. And I think it's honestly, it makes, it makes, you know, business building that much more fun and makes sharing stories like with people like you that much more fun. Cause there's that extra layer of, wow, where do you really come from? And what is, you know, everybody has more to the story than just, you know, 
for us in the States, we like circle a bubble of like what race we are. And, you know, there's more than that. We're like mixed, you know? <laughs> I know. It's it's funny because only the States does that, right? Like Canada, we don't have that. We don't have that. Like I, I, I even, I, I lived in Los Angeles as well too for a period of time in high school. And, and I remember it was so odd. It was like writing through the, t- even the exams and like, okay, what, you know, like, okay, white, black, you know, Asian Pacific. I was like, okay, I'm going to put other because I, I just for fun. Like, just cause like, I like to troll. I'm like, I don't like this. I'm going to put other because we're all the same. So it's exactly. funny. Just not bubble it in because like, why should you judge me on that anyway? <laughs> I, I know. And, and like every exam was like that. I'm like, what is this? Like, but you know, it, it's, you know, it's, we can go on forever about this. It's just because like, I find it very interesting because like you're, you, you know, you, like I said, you, you found me through the podcast and everything like that. And, and you, something you, that really stuck out to me is like, you know, what you found in the fact is that, you know, you were happy to hear that, that there was like other Asians going out there and doing their thing and living out their dreams and everything like that. And, and it's quite refreshing to hear that because like, I don't think that enough, you know, other races go out there and, and build up and try to like, like, like like authentically just go after the things that they want but like do it in a way where it's like rah rah kind of way where it's like everybody else because like you know like russell brunson kind of style from click funnels and like tim ferris and lewis house and everyone like that like i like i believe anybody can be that kind of place that's that's Absolutely. the interesting part and i'm curious I, to hear about like what do you what what really drew you in more about like the path interest podcast so I think, well, like you said, I, I, and we were kind of jamming on this before we hit record, but I think it's important for, it's not just one of the reasons I love stories and helping entrepreneurs find them is because I, I truly believe that stories are a force for social change sure. because the more that we share who we are, it's, it's that diversity as well of stories that helps us inspire other people to be like, oh, I see myself in that. If she could do it or if he could do it, I could. And so there was something in that that really resonated me because, you know, I don't see, unfortunately, a lot of Asians in the space yet, yet Mm. is the comfort. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Um, And I think it's because it's still, you know, just, you know, you look without getting too much into like race and privilege because that's a whole other conversation for another day. um, I think it's something to be cognizant of, of, you know, don't hide in the shadow just because you're, you haven't found a reference point for you yet mm-hmm. in, in, in something that's visible. Fortunately, we have people like you who are kind of blazing the trail for, other, for people like us or people who are even thinking of starting something or doing something a little bit different, you know? Yeah. So I loved that. And I loved the idea of the fact that, you know, <laughs> I refer to this graphic a lot, but you see that like thing online of like what we think success looks like and it's a straight line and then what success actually looks like. And it looks like a freaking spaghetti noodle. Oh, you have no idea. It's like, yeah, all the time. And that was something that I really loved this idea of path hunting. Like you can find your path and it doesn't have to be linear and it almost never is. The best stories never are linear. Yeah, true. Um, and the fact that you could, you're empowering other people like me to share our stories and invite other people to see themselves in it or imagine a new way of doing things that it doesn't have to look like you said, like the Russell Brunson or Tim Ferriss or Lewis Howes of the world. They got to where they are by leaning into who they actually are. Yeah. And I truly believe that it, the people who are ready uh, to kind of take step up and lead and, and, and have that platform and be visible are people who are leaning into who they actually are and not being a copy of somebody else because everybody's on their own path ultimately. So 100%. that was really drew me to this. And I was just super stoked when you were like, yeah, 
Come on. <laughs> I love it. No, you know what? It's funny because like you say how like, you know, I'm blazing this trail. But the fact is that, you know, I, I follow I, I, I too didn't have a reference point. But what I found was that was really helpful. Like whoever's listening to this right now is that if you're ever anywhere in the world that, that wants to do something, but kind of hesitant because like there is no reference point. Think of it like this in the Bruce Lee philosophy where he's he sees the world as human beings, human beings expressing themselves through the truest self. And under the sky, this is a famous quote, under the sky, we're all brothers and sisters. We're just different in a sense. And it's so powerful to hear that and truly embody that because like I don't see, you know, yeah, like being 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 Asian, being being from an immigrant family is great and all because like there's a massive amount of stories, powerful stories in behind there. But the fact is that it, it doesn't really define you. It's just, you're still trying to be this person, this human, be the best version of yourself. And it's that's all that really matters and that's how it should be in my opinion absolutely agree i love that let's uh let's talk about you know branding you know it's, it's branding and storytelling because like i think you know it's funny because i have a storytelling coach and i'm working with her and and it's and it's i 100 agree with you storytelling is important i feel like even if you don't have a, a, like a solid business model if you can tell a compelling story it's almost it's almost very like like your chance of success is pretty much there pretty much Absolutely. I think so. Branding and storytelling. So <laughs> there are words that I still feel like everybody are branding's already kind of an amorphous term. People are like logo and you're like, nah, it's more than that. Yeah. Um, especially my graphic designer and web designer partners would just like jump on that. Like, no, it's so much more. Um, and storytelling is even more amorphous because it's basically, it seems like a buzzword, but it's just calling back to what we've always just done naturally as human beings. It's just, yeah. we connect with each other, sharing who we are, you know, whether it's, you know, oh, I went to the club last weekend, I hooked up with this guy or got this person's number and I drank this or whatever, or way back to like when everybody was sitting, sitting around a campfire and just the storyteller in the tribe was the person who was the most revered because he carried their history. Yeah. He shared everything that they could tap into from their past and bring it to the present in the moment that he shared whatever he was sharing. And I think there's some, you know, our brains are still, you know, without getting into the whole like biology and stuff about it, which I'm sure your storytelling coach can tell you even more. Um, it's, it's because our brains are naturally hardwired to, you know, pay attention when we hear a story. So I think when one of the reasons why I started first as a storyteller and then founded Brand in a Bottle was because I realized that you know, story is the important kind of crux of it, of what's your message, why are you here, and who are you serving? And the intersection of all of those things is your story. And then from there, so I was, I started in story, I was doing that for a few years, I became, you know, kind of quite accidentally the Spanish expert on storytelling, because I was talking about it before anybody else, which I thought was really funny. I'm like, what, you're calling me to be featured in basically the Spanish New York Times El País in like a full page feature in their Sunday edition, I was like, someone's pulling my leg. I, <laughs> I don't know how you found me, but it happened, you know, and I think it's because, because I was one of the first people talking about it. And then after that, my clients would come back to me like, cool, I have this story, but it feels kind of like this wild beast of like, I don't really know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, because I have it and I know that it connects and I've adapted it to my bio, but how do I then adapt it to all the other mediums. Mm. And I think that was where I was starting to figure out like, how can I serve my people better? And they're mostly entrepreneurs and small business owners, a few like big corporations here and there, but mostly in that range. And I realized I was like, well, you know, 
part of story and part of your brand overall is how do you translate that message visually? Because we're such a visual culture. We're always on our phones. We're on our tablets. We're, you know, on our computers or whatever. Um, and so the logo and the visuals and the colors and the fonts and all these tiny little details that you wouldn't think of all have to be transmitting the same message in conjunction with the text. And then at the same time, like housing that in a website, which is what kind of led me to starting my second business brand in a bottle. And, and it really just ultimately comes down to your story or your brand. If you want to think of it more globally is what do people say about you when you're not in the room, your Mm -hmm. story is what you deliver to them. What your brand is, is what they're saying about you. And both of those things have to align for you to have success. And I honestly think that the people who tell stories from a place of authenticity, from a place of, you know, I'm here to serve you and I've created this XYZ product service program or whatever from a place of I truly understood you, I empathize with you, I created a solution for you and I've walked this path already coming back to the idea of path, which I love. And, uh, and he, and here I am, you know, serving you in the best way possible. And that's selling from a place of service versus selling for the sake of just like pushing something, somebody's way. Mm-hmm. You can sense that energy instantly. And that's what story is ultimately about. It's doing the like hard work of figuring out who am I as a person? Who do I want to be as a business owner? And how do I want to move through the world? And then after that, it's, okay, how do I get this out there? So anyway, that's my like long and short of what story and branding is in that convoluted way. But I think that it's something I get really passionate about. I think is super important. Uh, No, I I love it because like there is so many, you know, tidbits I want to touch on in this because like, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to know where, where, where do people blow it? You know, like what, what is like, you know, what, what makes a brand or, you know, story bad where like people cannot connect with you? Like, I don't, I don't really know. Like, or maybe who knows, even I've, I might be doing it wrong. Who knows? I, don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're doing it wrong. I think that obviously if something connected with me, it's because I was like, oh, he's, there's something in his story that I connect with. So you're putting yourself out there and in a, in a good way. And I feel the way that I think if it feels good to you and it felt good to me, then you're not doing it wrong. So we'll start with that. Um, and then the second thing I would say is, um, I found overwhelming that my clients kind of fall into one of two camps, right? Um, and one is, they're either uh, like, I don't have a story to tell. And so they lean on what's familiar to them, facts, features, benefits, because that's what's going to sell, yeah, yeah. right? And without realizing that without the story, you're just another commodity that's replaceable, Yeah. right? So there's that and that end of the spectrum. And then there's the, what my clients and students always know that I do this, this open kimono sort of story of like, ah, put that away. I don't want to see that. That's too much because there, it's almost like, profiting from your pain right it's like yeah. how i'm i'm willing to go vulnerable but i'm just like pouring my heart out and and that's not sharing a story for the sake of sharing a story's sake is not good either mm-hmm. so finding that balance in between because ultimately yes you want to be authentic yes you want to be true to you yes you want to share how you got here and why you're here and why you exist but you also have to remember that it's if it's for your business it's also there's a strategic part of it of you know how do i frame my story in a way that mirrors my own ideal customer's journey, basically. And really what ultimately comes down to, and I found this across the board, Paul, it's almost every person who comes to work with me realizes that their ideal client or customer is only a couple of steps on the path behind them, is them two years ago or three years ago of like, 
now I have this clarity of having gone through this journey of this crazy spaghetti noodle that I mentioned right. before, and I can help you get here faster in a, in a way that feels straighter and, and better because I've already learned this for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that it's finding that balance between not going open kimono and, and not leaning into kind of just reciting a list of bullet points of, of just kind of, here's my CV basically. Yeah. yeah. Interesting because you know, I agree with you, like all the points right there, because because like you and I both know that we we consume content, and some people they go hardcore, like they go hardcore, like almost a victim kind of basis, and you're like, ah, oh, this is too much. I just can't swallow this kind of stuff, and it's, it's such a big pill. Or or the other flip side is like, you know, I, I've heard talks where like, oh, this is like the four pillars of you know like whatever it is. I'm like pillar number one. You know, like, I just I just don't know. But for me, it was it was the only way. If, you know, for the Pathfinders podcast is more, it's, it's just the only way I knew how to do it. Whereas like, I like sharing like stuff and stories that I've been going through and stuff. Like at times I do struggle myself with like, would people like this? Would, would they, you know, it's like, okay, you know, maybe it's too far. Maybe I should talk about why I'm so against, you know, I don't even know. Like I had an ex-girlfriend like had an abortion and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm super against abortion now because like, that's a super vulnerable topic, but it took right. forever to like pull out. And it almost feels as if like I could be touching it way too hard as well too. So like, you're right. There is a balance between both ends and stuff. So I I think ultimately it comes down to like what you feel comfortable with sharing Mm -hmm. and, and whether or not you've had enough perspective from it to be able to say like, I've gleaned a lesson. So, you know, kind of, it's interesting because a lot of us are actually stories in transition. We're always in the process of evolution as human beings and as business owners. So obviously there's not like wrap it in a bow and serve the story. Right. I think ultimately when you, you know, for you and for your listeners who are, who are tuning in, I think if you're starting to incorporate more stories into your business and into your marketing and to how you talk about, you know, what you do, remember that ultimately your, your story is not for you. It's for them, whoever that is that you want to speak to and focus on that one person that you're like, this is me two years ago, or this is a person that I know will really resonate with this and will feel moved by this. Focus Mm -hmm. on that. And then, you know, think of how do I frame the story in a way that I can show them that there's a lesson to be learned. Like I take them on this journey of, you know, here's what happened, here's what I learned, and here's, you know, how I can help you moving forward. What whether it's a personal story of something that happened with like you and an ex-girlfriend, for example, or, you know, uh, how you decided to create your business or create this podcast or whatever it yeah. is. Because that's it's important to give your, you know, it's the same way that the reason why we're on Netflix binges, right? We're like but we want to know what happens next because they open the loop. They don't close it. Right. But stories, we have to always close it somehow so that our, our listeners and our audience feel some sense of, okay, I see where they took me. Like Mm -hmm. this journey has, has taken me here and this is, you know, my call to action or my invitation or my next steps moving forward. So I think that's important to keep in mind. I love it. I love it. What are your thoughts in, and I guess like, you know, different types of stories that almost like unrelatable like for example i promote a lot of like digital nomadism right living your life and choosing yourself and like if you're stuck in a corporate nine-to-five job you're not meant for that nobody is really and and so if you have the courage and the guts and the ability to go do it do it and don't look back the other flip side is that i talk a lot about you know 
these things are not, they're not even related actually the one like you know my parents being immigrants and they worked super hard and stuff like that and 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 i remember all that and that is my driver for that and the other flip side there's like so many stories like is that kind of bad to like bring it all together or tie it into like you know different sections i don't even know how to even do that like it's <laughs> Yeah, that's why like, you're the expert. <laughs> I sense what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. There's a story hierarchy sure. So I think one thing is to keep in mind what I the, – the stories that you should have in your back pocket. One is your origin story of how you created this. And obviously in your case, like I think there is there is something to be said of the fact that being a child of immigrants gives you a different kind of hunger. you know. And I, I think it's something that you could punch up if you wanted to, like mention a little bit more. And I think you already talk about how you go to Vietnam. I remember like, you know, looking at your about page earlier, because that's one of my favorite things to do, um, you know, but I think it's something you could mention. And I talk about a little bit more with your audience, right, yeah. for example, because it's so pivotal to how you became who you are, right? And because in the same way that they talk about, uh, you know, that you talk about digital nomadism as this is you becoming your truest, highest self by going out and exploring. You've inherited that by the very fact that your parents have essentially done the same thing. Yeah. You know, so there is a way to kind of like connect those things together. So I think the origin story is is one thing um, and making sure that it mirrors whoever it is that you're talking is like basically every story is a journey from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. You're at point B. Your audience is at point A. You show them how you've already walked the path from A to B and how you can invite them to do the same. That's your origin story in a nutshell. And then after that, it's really just, you know, kind of these little micro stories that I think you already naturally do inside the podcast of highlighting, you know, whether it's other people or talking about stuff that's happening to you of, you know, basically almost like once you've hooked people in with an origin story, then it's how do I continue to create this sort of full bodied, you know, persona of my brand or my business by sharing a little bit more about me in every sense. You know, for example, everybody knows that I really love musicals. I actually, um, I think I blame it on too many Disney movies as a kid, but I was convinced when I was like six or seven that I was going to wake up in a musical and be like, you know, dancing a perfectly choreographed dance with my neighbors in the street before going to school. Like I just was convinced and I was sorely disappointed that that hadn't happened by the time I was an adult. Um, and then, you know, another thing is also that my, I inherited my love of stories from my dad because, you know, growing up in the Philippines, his escapism was like, he grew up when, when he could manage to go to the cinema, when Star Wars came out, that was just like mind blown, literally. And his love for science fiction and fantasy of just transporting him into these other worlds, Greek mythology and all that stuff. It was great for him to kind of escape and also imagine something different than his current circumstances. And I'm the son he never had. So I'm a card carrying geek. And I've carried that over that love of stories. And I've inherited that from him. So those are things that like I share with people, because I want them to get to know me as a person, because ultimately, I'm, you know, at least for my personal brand, I'm the face of my brand. And brand in a bottle, I'm one of three, but it's still like, you know, we still even have a section on our side of like what we do, what we really do, you know, obsessed yeah. with, you know, my my Spanish cat Gordo and, you know, Sharanta <laughs> and, you know, uh, trying to finally get the subjunctive tense right in Spanish, like, you know, things like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think adding that little bit of personality and like having those little micro stories, um, as I like to call them in your back pocket, are really great to c- get that sense of emotional connection with your audience. And I think that's what will ultimately determine whether or not they hire you versus somebody else. So yeah, keep telling stories. I love it. No, I love it because like I, you know, 
besides the podcast, I use Instagram heavily. I love Instagram. Instagram is like my jam. Like it's like, ugh, I can't believe. People... We got to stop ideas because Instagram is still a mystery to me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What's, you know, what? I'd be a terrible podcaster if I didn't have a plug here. What's your Instagram? Okay. Oh, <laughs> K-Fab, Q-U-E-F-A-B. <laughs> K-Fab, let me see here. Can you tell it to me one more time? What is it? Q U E, like K instead of K. Q U E? F A B, like fabulous. Yeah. Is that you? Yeah. I got it. Got it. I just followed. Yeah. So, so guys, follower, I followed you just now. And I love Instagram because, because like, you know, it's on my Facebook. It's never going to go away anytime soon. All right. And, and it's, it's still, there's so many features to, to kind of connect with with your audience in a sense right i use it in with a tie-in with my podcast but i'm i'm outside of the podcast and outside the stories that we've mentioned so far i'm a huge fitness geek because like i just you know my growing up seeing my dad having like a lot of medical issues and stuff like that because of pertaining because like we're genetically you know like asians usually get diabetes and stuff like that it's very normal among our race and stuff like that and like i want to do everything i can to like get not at least like you know minimize that risk and it's going through this whole entire journey that people see on instagram but i haven't really found a way to showcase that on the podcast when it's been kind of like i'm not sure if this kind of would people dig this you know would people not so like that's why i asked you like you know what's what's mixing stories all about what's that like so yeah absolutely and i think ultimately it comes down to like it's the constant dialogue right with micro stories and things like that especially for personal brands because there's no hard and fast rule of here are the stories I have to share and here are the stories I shouldn't share and whatever. I mean, it ultimately is like one, what feels good to you? And two, what does your audience resonate with? Like one of my friends, for example, you know, she's also like you, she's a digital nomad. She's really into fitness. She loves health and wellness. Um, but she also is like very, you know, kind of business focused, like blog and content creation. That's her business. She's like, how do I incorporate this in? And so she really just like started playing with Instagram stories and was like, Hey, poll. Cause now you can pull on Instagram, right? Yeah, the little yeah. that I, about it um you know she would pull people and was like hey do you guys want to see more of this and when people said yes yeah, she started adding more of it and I don't know I think it's ultimately it's we all evolve as people and it's it's almost like inviting inviting our audience to kind of dictate not only what they want to see with us to feel more connected to us but also what they want to learn because the fact that we're putting ourselves out there in that way means that ultimately we have a platform that can teach people yeah. you know, as well as, you know, connect with them and all that stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, pull them. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. I'm going to pull these guys. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it, it's great because I, I love the fact that, that, you know, you're, you're very active in terms of this, like, you know, the whole branding aspect and everything like that. And like, you know, it's, it's great to hear that there are people like you doing this kind of stuff because like, I am so curious about these kind of things because like, uh, I always like to remember the key thing that from our conversation today, where it's like, the one thing that you have to remember is like, is it going to be serving people? You're going to be, as long as you're a little bit, you know, a few steps further ahead of them, teach them, right? By actively being genuine and being, you know, honest about it. And that's, that's honestly how I, how I, you know, how I took it because most of 2017, I reflected on that year that I was trying to be Pat Flynn or Lewis House, but Pat Flynn has like, two kids and a wife and I'm like a single guy that loves traveling. I'm like, that's not, that does not relate at all. It's like, it's like, you know, like, so, so this is what I found that I realized that the moment I stepped into myself that I am Paul am and, and you know, this is, 
this is the only way I know how to do it. So, and ever since you do that, the moment you do that, I feel that's when things start to happen. Absolutely. When as I think internal alignment is key for everything, but you're right there. It's almost a disservice to ourselves and a disservice to our audience when we try to be a copy of someone else because, and it's inevitable because like we're consuming, like you said, all this content there's these people we look up to and we're looking for some sort of grounding anchor or reference point for like, what do we do in this space? And it's normal. Um, but I think that once we get to a point where we're like, but well, that doesn't feel good to me. Like, for example, I realized that I do a lot of writing for my clients but I hate writing for myself. Right. So like, I'm just like, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to give up the blog. But what I've fallen in love with is Facebook live. And so I started a Facebook live show this year and I've been showing up every week. It doesn't feel like work. I have cool guests on. You could be my first male guest. Who knows? We'll talk about it. Um, (laughs) Speaking of like, you know, kind of mixing up the gender of it. Um, you know, and, and then from there, because that feels good to me to show up to my audience, then I take that video, I repurpose it on YouTube, and then I like write a little mini blog entry that goes with it and have people click play. And I found that the content creation process for me flows a lot better. And that was by figuring out what felt good to me yeah. as Kay Fabula, not as, but you have to have a blog for SEO and you have to, you know, be on Instagram stories because that's the thing. Or you have to be on, Sna- I don't understand Snap. If I don't understand Instagram, I really <laughs> don't understand Snapchat. I can help you out with that. Oh my gosh. Um, so I'm like, wow, am I showing my age? Like, I don't feel like I'm that old, but like everything's happened and fall fast. But it ultimately comes down to like, you know, who are you, who do you want to be and how do you want to move through the world? Yeah. And, and you're right. Like, and I'm, and I'm, I'm sure you're feeling it now from that place of I'm Paul Lamb and I'm owning, this is where I'm meant to be. And this is who I want to be. And, and things are happening. It doesn't surprise me at all because that's ultimately what's going to guide all of us moving forward is being ourselves. hundred percent. And what I love about your last comment was that, you know, you, you, it felt like work writing for yourself and you turned it into uh, something fun for yourself. And I, I feel like not a lot of people do that because like they experience resistance in terms of, um, because they're doing, doing, I have friends who are, who are doing, trying to do way too much. They want to be YouTubers. They want to be on Instagram. They want to be on Facebook now. They want to have to build a community, a membership site, and they want to have a blog. They want to have a podcast now because they heard podcasts. They, oh, that took a lot Hashtag of energy. Hashtag hustle hard. I know. Hashtag I hustling. I know. And and geez, like it's like do what you love. Like I don't know if people realize this, but for the podcast, I do to like little to no editing whatsoever in terms of the episodes. Like. I say like ums and uhs all the time. I just don't care because it it just didn't. I don't, I don't want to make it feel like work because I'm passionate about the conversations that I have with my guests, and I'm passionate. And if I, if it takes away from like, I tried in the very beginning to like edit like Lewis House kind of style where it's like you know takes away the ums and uhs and everything like that. And oh my gosh, like it took me in the beginning like eight hours to kind of finish one episode, and now exactly. it, it it felt like work and I didn't like it. Exactly. Ultimately, I don't know if this is a takeaway. Maybe this is like the woo woo side of me. But honestly, like it's about energy. Like if it feels heavy, let it go. If it feels light, make more space for it. And you found something that feels light for you and fun, you know, and that's I think what everybody should be thinking of moving forward. I love it. You know, being being a, you know, biz woman, you know, what what has been a struggle for you? I'm curious. (laughs) Oh God, every day waking up like, what am I doing? Um, (laughs) 
Uh, no, I honestly think, um, I think the biggest struggle for me, I mean, one was I'm building a business in another language and I, you know, there are people who are lucky that they're born into speaking multiple language. I actually, you know, this is kind of like a cross to bear. I'm like, I don't speak Tagalog. I don't speak, you know, my <gasps> Filipino language. I know, <laughs> I know it happens. Um, you know, I understand it, but I don't speak it, but I, you know, I got really good at Spanish and I think there's a difference between when you learn it as an adult versus when you learn it as a kid, when you can like perfectly separate talking to people in one language versus the other. So you'll always make mistakes. True. Actually, I, I messed up really bad my first time studying abroad here because apparently in Spain, Spanish, when you make the verb run reflexive, it means to orgasm. Oh, God. So, I meant to say I can't run, and I basically was screaming I can't come at four in the morning, running between one bar and another in heels in the rain, um, <laughs> <laughs> which was a whole other story in itself, right? And so it was basically like then they sat me down and explained like you don't say this and this that and the other, and I, and you know I was like you know what whatever I'm in step bad. I'm just going to keep making mistakes and then just like keep on moving from here because it's just going to be a learning experience for me. And so things like that would like from going to when I first had to hire, you know, a Spanish accountant, because yeah. unfortunately as an American, there's the sort of this could be a whole other conversation for another day of, you know, I have to have an American accountant and a, and a Spanish accountant, because even if I'm not paying most of my taxes right now in the States, I still have to declare there that I've paid taxes here. So I need to pay for both. And the first time I went to a Spanish accountant, I remember like writing a script in my notebook, because even though I'm fluent now in Spanish, there are technical things that you learn in context or, you know, going to a doctor's appointment even, yeah. uh, you know, I have this thing, but I didn't know what this thing was. Um, and I had to write it down. And yeah. so I think that's a big thing, but I don't really see it so much now as a struggle. I think it's more just a, you know, learning to celebrate these little micro victories now of yeah. like, oh, I said it right. Yes. Um, they understood me. Yes. And it makes you much more appreciative and, and grateful for moment to moment. And I think I carry that philosophy. And I think another big struggle is just generally imposter syndrome of just like every time you push past your comfort zone, you're like, or what your comfort zone you've expanded it to at that point as an entrepreneur. Basically, if there's one lesson from the five, four or five years that I've been in business, yeah. it's just every time you get comfortable, you're going to get uncomfortable again. And so you just have to like <laughs> keep pushing the bar, right? And so True. going, talking with those little mind gremlins that crop up of like, who are you to do this? Um, you know, who do you think you are? Things like that, which are basically kind of touching on, you know, you're going to a new place, you're growing in a different way, and this is uncharted territory for you. Um, and then just pushing through it. I think that's the constant internal struggle that everyone has when they're building a business for sure. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's a pity, and it, it, you know, it, it's a pity in a sense where, where, you know, it sucks because like no matter levels or anything what you get to, it's always gonna be there. Every every conversations I've had, there always has been like an internal struggle of like, am I good enough? Am I am I am I you know worth? Am I you know imposter syndrome is like hardcore amongst all of us, and. Uh, you know what I love about you where it's like, you know, you do celebrate your little micro wins when it, when it's so necessary, so much like it's so we don't appreciate ourselves enough. You know, I find no. not enough like as much as like we should because it's it's crazy to 
to see that and it's sad because like some people really believe that in themselves that they're not good enough but they, the truth is they are they are 100% good enough they're just gonna almost train their brains to kind of overflow that because that thing's never going away you know yeah. you gotta have you gotta have like overflowing like of like positive goodness of like nice amazing self-talk and i have like reminders everywhere around me like i my whole entire everywhere i go i have like handbooks of like all these things of like just great reminders all the time but not a lot of people do this right not a lot of people realize nah. that that hey you know what even though you're going through this imposter syndrome. You have to realize that you're still going to push forward because it's not all about you. And whoever's listening to this episode right now, I want you to know that it's really not about you per se. It's all about what you can offer to the world because the greatest advice that I was given personally was that you know, you're doing a world a disservice by not offering your gift to the world because you're afraid. Yeah, exactly. You're robbing them of it ultimately. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if if this is kind of on the same vein, but like, I remember reading a quote, I don't remember who to credit it to. God, I should have, before I said that, I should have probably thought that through. It's fine. Um, but basically this idea of, um, you know, the, the most expensive real estate is a cemetery Yeah. because of all the people whose ideas that they never realized died with them that could have turned into, you know, something more. And I was just like, I remember hearing that and thinking, whoa, oh my God, it's true because they let fear get in the way. And I think it's, you know, like you said, imposter syndrome is never going to go away, but it's ultimately like what's at stake by you not stepping into your story and owning who you are. It's you robbing the world of, of you. True. basically in your truest form and your highest form and yeah i think that's super powerful it is what was what was a tipping point for you i'm curious to know when was a tipping point for you to that like hey you know what i gotta take action I'll, I'll tell you mine after if you, but yeah I yeah absolutely i would yeah i know it's, i told you i was like i knew this coming into it. i was like it's that's it's funny. like a there's and a festival outside of her, her, her place and it, you know, it's Spain, you know, everything's a festival over there. So <laughs> <laughs> no, my case is just hospital that's next to the apartment. It happens. It's not it's not that exciting. <laughs> At least in my part of the city. No, so basically for me a tipping point, and I think there have been multiple, but mine, you know, at the time that recording this podcast, a year ago, I, I lost my grandmother who it was like the first sort of really tangible death that I had in my family. I had another cousin who unfortunately passed away um, when he was just shy of his his 32nd birthday the year before that. But I wasn't super close to him because he was back in the Philippines. And I remember feeling like really like touched by that. But even more so, I think because it was my grandmother who I'd grown up seeing every Thanksgiving, every Christmas and somebody that I, you know, that I felt a real connection to. And and honestly, I think for me, it was you know, realizing that at the end of her life, it wasn't awards she got. It wasn't, you know, things that, I don't know, we think about, I think when we're in the grind, we're in the hustle, we're pumping out content, mm-hmm. we're doing this, we're doing that, trying to get this next thing. Um, it was, her Her legacy was left behind and the people that she loved and the impact that she made on them and our favorite memories of her. And there was something that shifted really for me in that because at that point I was still, kind of in a place where, you know, I was published in that article in El Pais and things were going pretty well. And I was starting Brand in a Bottle. Um, but I was starting to feel a little bit like I was responding to things as an entrepreneur. 
um, instead of being proactive. And I hadn't really had an opportunity to kind of zoom out and think like, well, where do I want to take this now that things are going somewhere? Mm-hmm. And then that happened. And and that, you know, grief affects us all in different ways, right? But I think that actually was a, a tipping point for me of reminding myself that the sort of ROI is not everything. And I kind of fell into my own trap of, of being an entrepreneur of like results focused and, you know, looking for, you know, measuring things based on like performance and whatever, and forgetting that there's the whole soul behind the business, which is you ultimately as that person. And so that kind of started this whole process of like, which actually was my own pivot and rebrand that I just came out of. So at the time of this recording, my, my website has just come out a week ago and it felt so good to have it out. Um, but all those little sort of questions along the way of who do I want to be and how do I want to move through the world really stemmed from from losing my grandmother, actually. And and remembering that, you know, she wanted more for us than just, you know, what what we would like to think of traditionally when we're kind of stuck in the day to day of of hustling and getting results and doing this thing and getting this award. And ultimately, nobody really cares about that. They care mm-hmm. about how you've touched their lives somehow. And yeah. that's what it back to for me. So yeah. That's beautiful. You know what? I can sense that, you know, you're very close to her because like, you know, it, it's, it's amazing that it's never really about the money. It's never about the, the, the things that you've done, but it's more about the people that you've touched, right? That's what leaves a legacy behind. And some people, they, they, they don't realize that, right? Mm-hmm. And, I have a similar story, not in in that in the in a sense of a death or anything like that, but more of like, you know, I, I used I used to work eighteen months was it eighteen months ago, where I was working in a, a an insurance company, you know, selling car and house insurance, and every single phone call was always with somebody that was you know retired, close to you know you know they're 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 up there, and and so and so they would always tell me the biggest regret and like this, it was like five times a week or more like all these kind of stories where if Paul, if I was your age, I would do things a lot differently. I would do things a lot differently. And then I said, Holy shit. Like this is the life that I'm going to live. If I continue down this path, if I'm working this corporate nine to five job, I'm going to be like that other person on the other line complaining about $1,200 a month, because they were so used to five thousand dollars a month, right, on pensions and, and pays, and after, and now they're living off twelve hundred. They're penny pinching. I just said, you know what? What is there to lose to do all this? You know what is there? That was my tipping point, and it's crazy because everybody has this tipping point where they're like, they don't know what, they're not too sure, but they have to make a change. For sure, absolutely. What? I think, yeah, it'll happen multiple times, but I think 100%. that sort of initial push of just, yeah, like why not? Why not try this thing? Yeah. I love it. You know, okay, I really want to be respectful for your time and everything like that. I'm going to wrap things up here because like it's been honestly, you're a ball of energy and I'm so happy to have you on because like I said, like it's been, it's so refreshing to, to, to hear that there are people like you out there who realizes, who understands and who aligns and stuff like that. And I really wanted to hear your insights about this as well too. Um, you know, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for just continuing and thank you for just jumping into the podcast with me because it's been uh, uber fun. Absolutely. And likewise, I think, you know, keep on rocking it, Paul. Like I love what you're putting out there. And I think that it's fantastic that you're giving people like me like a chance to have our stories highlighted and shared. So you know, saying the feeling is so mutual. Thank you for having me on. 
no problem. You know, if uh, those path hunters wants to like reach you online or anything like that, what do you usually hang out so they can uh, virtually stalk you? <laughs> Absolutely. So you can find me I've obviously at kfabella.com. Um, you can find me at brandonabottle.com. So those are the two businesses that I run. And if you're in a place where you're trying to figure out like, okay, well, I know that I want to upgrade my business, but I'm not sure how. And you're looking for other entrepreneurs who are kind of in that same space who aren't newbies, but aren't like, Lewis Howes yet yeah. and are, and want that guidance. I have a free community called Pivot with Purpose that they're more than welcome to join and I'm, I'm happy to give you that link in the show notes. Sweet. I'm going to add that in there as well too. Awesome. Um, two final questions. This is called the Path Hunters Podcast and when you hear the term Path Hunters, what comes to mind? Honestly, it's reinvention for me. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So imagine you're on busy street back in LA, you know, LA's pretty busy. I hate LA, hate LA traffic. Um, good gosh. Like, and it's hot. Like it's hot too. Like it makes you like, yeah. you just go even more nuts. Jeez. Um, oh my gosh. My car never had AC. I would have died. Um, but, <laughs> oh man. Um, you busy streets somewhere in LA and people walking by, you have the cardboard sign, you're able to write one message or advice to impact all these people's lives in a positive way. What kind of message or advice would it be and why? Your story matters, share it. And it would be because we need that. We need your story more than ever. We, we need more points of reference for possibility. And just by you stepping up and sharing that story that you have inside you and sharing more of who you are, we all rise up together. Whew, I love it. Okay. Thank you so much for jumping into the podcast. I love it. I love it a bit. And I love you because you're amazing. Keep doing what you're doing because you are a rock star. Likewise. Thank you so much, Paul. We'll catch you on the flip side. Have yourself a great one. Take care. That was Kay Fabella in the house. Kay, honestly, thank you so much for jumping onto the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. And honestly, nothing but love for you because it's so cool to see, you know, amazing people around the world just, again, risking all and, and going after the things they want and just having the courage, right? Just having the courage and taking the action. Again, it always inspires me and always gets me going and motivated every time. And I hope you enjoyed, the, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Go back and check out the other episodes as well too. And I'll catch you guys on Sunday on this ep- next episode. And hope you guys have a good one. Take care. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Remember to subscribe, share, and review. Thank you for taking the time for listening to this podcast. You can always find me at pathhunters.com. Stay awesome and know that you can become a path hunter today.